Good morning. We praise God that each one of you are here today. For all of our guests, we ask you to fill out the little form in front of you. It's in the pew, just so we'll have a record of you being here. For all of our members, we praise God that you have come to worship with us today and give God the glory for all things. I pray that you've had a great Sunday school, that everybody enjoyed and learned this morning as we continue with Paul. He will be Paul today because he is teaching the Gentiles. And we'll refer to him in that manner. But we just ask you to be in prayer for us as we strive to bring to life the missionary journeys of Paul and Barnabas and a few others here and there that join them from time to time. So I would ask you to please pray for us in that manner. Also, I'd ask you to be sure and be in prayer for the Ash family, we did their uh, son and grandson's funeral yesterday, a memorial service here. And would ask you to remember that family. They are struggling uh, a great amount with the loss of this 36-year-old young man. So please uh, remember the Ash family. You see the announcements will be rolling up there and we'll ask at the end of the service if there's any other special announcements that we need to make. So I'd ask you to join with me this morning as we humble our hearts, as we give God our attention, and I pray that all of us say, okay, Lord, move in my life and in my heart. Will you join with me as we pray? Father, I thank you and I praise your name. Allow us the privilege of coming before you. That we can come before your altar and on, your, on our face, on our knees and say, Lord God, forgive us when we fail you. Forgive us, Lord God, when we do not listen and do not respond in the manner you want us to. So, Father, as we studied the word today, I pray that we will be even as Paul was and bold in sharing the gospel. Bless these your people. Receive unto yourself our praise and worship, Father, as we lift our voices to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Harold. Let's stand, please. We sing this hymn, I stand amazed in the presence, in the presence of Jesus. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus of Nazarene, and how he grew, he could love me, a sinner and him unclean. Is 
is my Savior's love for me. He took my sins and my sorrow. He made them his very own. And turned to the Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How wonderful is my Savior's love for me. When with a ransom and glory his face at last I'll see, twill be the joy through the age to sing of his love for me. Marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is his for's love for me. Amen. May be seated. I sing this chorus now. I love you, Lord. Lift our voice. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Yes, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice. Joy, my King, in what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. All right. This month, well, it's Valentine's Day, Tuesday. There's a lot of talk about love, but we, we are here today. And thinking about is the love of God and that love that lifted us. Love lifted me. I was told by a few people that we have to stand and sing this. It's in the chorus. Love lifted me. Stand up. Let's stand, please. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. 
lifted me love and nothing else could help love lifted me all my heart to him I give ever to him I cling in his blessed presence lift ever his praises ring of so mighty and so true there's my sober song faithful loving service to do him belong love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me souls in danger look above jesus completely saved he will lift you by his love out of the merry way he's the master of the sea billows he will obey he's your savior once to be be saved to take love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could help love lifted me okay maybe seated on this next hymn the love of god it's greater for than tongue or pen can ever tell. The love of God is greater for than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell, the guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win his erring child. He reconciled from pain and from his sin. Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure. How measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels song. Could we with thee the ocean fill and were the skies a parchment made were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a strive by trade to write the love of god above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole the stretch from sky to sky Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless and strong. 
in front of the bulletin it says let us love one another for love is of God love is of God let's stand please we're going to receive this morning's offering ushers come forward during this time as we sing this course the bond of love we mentioned this in our Sunday school this morning the bond of love we are one in the bond of love we have joined our spirit with the Spirit of God, we are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirit with the Spirit of God. We are one of love let us sing now everyone let us fill his love begun let us join our hands so the world will know we are one in the bond sing that first verse again we are one in the pond of love we are one in the pond of love we have joined our spirit with the spirit of god we are one We encourage you to join with us as we worship and praise God by giving unto God his tithes and our love offerings. Will you pray with me? Lord God, I do praise you. Thank you for blessing us so abundantly. Now, Lord God, as we give back unto you your tithes and our love offerings, receive them, Father, as a sweet savor on your altar. Bless them. Use them to further your kingdom. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
a season of love. We celebrate it once a year, kind of call it Valentine's. But there's a season of love that lasts through eternity. And that's the redeeming love of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a glad new song ringing in my heart Such as angels would sing above And the whole day long doth the joy impart Tis a song of redeeming love Of his love I will ever sing till above I behold the King through eternity My glad song shall be Okay, kiddos, I believe they're gathering back there for Children's Church. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. There's nothing greater than the love of God, for sure. I brought my cheat sheet today, but I doubt I'll use it, because all it has is those great big words on it that I can't pronounce. Today I want us to pick up on the beginning of Paul and Barnabas and John Mark first missionary journey. As we know they had traveled back to Antioch. They had had a great revival there in Antioch. Many had been saved, many had come to know the Lord. And during that time, God spoke through the Holy Spirit unto Paul 
and Barnabas and to the congregation and said for them to pray over them and send them out. And that's what we strive to do in our churches today with our missionaries is when God calls them to serve as a missionary the local body of their church along with the encompassing of the Southern Baptist Convention. They pray over them and they send them out. They send them out to share the word, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to wherever God is leading them to serve. We find on this first missionary journey that Paul traveled (coughs) from Antioch to Seleucia, then to Cyprus, and then he went to Panathalia, which lies in the north of Cyprus in the modern-day Turkey as we know it today. And from there, he went to Galilee, as far as the city of Durban. And then he went back through all these cities. He reversed his course. And I think in just saying that, it's saying that we need to again and again repeat the Word of God. We need again and again to go over it. I've, I've had people say to me, well, Brother Mac, Don't you get tired of trying to find something new to preach? No, because the Word of God's alive. It's alive, and and you don't get tired of sharing something that's alive. And this is what I think Paul and Barnabas did as they they went through the cities and they shared. And and finally it says they, uh, and we'll look in the scriptures in a minute. I'm just giving you a synopsis, okay? Finally, Paul and, and Barnabas and John, they sailed to Antioch of Presidia and then to Antioch of Syria to f- finalize this journey, which was about six to nine months long on their first missionary journey. But today, I would like for us to look in Acts, Acts chapter 13. We have covered all the way down through verse 12 where they were sent out. And then in verse 13 it says, Now when Paul and his party set sail for Thadabeth, they came to Pegra and Palophilia, and John departed from there and returned to Jerusalem. And I, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I could not find a reason that he left and went back to Jerusalem, except evidently that's what God laid on his heart he needed to do. So we find that at that time, John Mark left, departed, went back to Jerusalem, but it says, and when they had departed from Pegra, they came to Antioch of Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, The rulers of the synagogue sent to them, saying, Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say 
on. Verse 16 is where I want us to look closely. Then Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and exalted these people when they dwelt in a stranger land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. I can only imagine the exuberance that Paul could have had at this time. He had just listened, put up with the reading of the law. He had just listened and put up with all of the readings from the prophecy. As he sat there, he knew in his own mind and his own heart that Jesus had already come. He knew in his own mind and his own heart that not only had God sent his son in a miraculous birth, as we know, and you see if you read those next verses, and we're not going to read them all today, But as you read the next verses, you see that Paul gave them a synopsis from the prophetic teaching of Jesus coming all the way through the resurrection of Jesus and him going back to being with the Father. In that synopsis, he just covered everything that God had allowed Jesus to do in his earthly ministry. Now, I don't know about you, but I can only imagine, you know, there, there, was, a, there was, a, was an evangelist by the name of Bill Stafford. And Bill Stafford, he was just about as exuberant and full of life as anybody could be. And over to Manuel Baptist Church right here in town, one time he was preaching a revival over there. And he walked up and, and, and of course, it amongst all these refined people, ha <laughs> ha. Bill says, now folks, y'all have to give me a minute. And he went over and he moved a chair and he moved something out. I just made something. And he says, now I'm going to throw a fit for God. And that's about what Bill did. He shared the word of God with as much excitement and exuberance as I can imagine. I can see Paul raising his arms, shaking his fist, and saying, listen, you know the prophecy. You're trying to live out a law that can't be done. Let me tell you about Jesus. Folks, with all the exuberance and belief that Paul had, he shared the life of our Lord and Savior. He shared his teachings. He shared his heartache. He shared all those things that he went through. But in verse 26, he says, Men and brethren, sons of family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, you, the word of salvation, 
have been sent. The word of salvation, Christ Jesus has come so that you can be saved. Christ Jesus has come so that you can know that you know. I love the, I love the scripture that says these things are written so that you may know that you know that you know that you're saved. Now you can ask all kinds of questions. You can get down into some great theological discussions. But the word of God simply says, as Paul says here to them, salvation has been sent to you. It's time for us as Christians, it's time for us as born-again believers, it's time for us as the family of God to come together and say, we know that we know and there's nothing going to change it. And we need to tell the world. And that's what Paul's doing. Paul says, listen, you may not agree with me. I know that you live in the law and you've studied the law and I know you're all Jews and you try to fulfill the law, but let me tell you, salvation has already been sent to you. You can live out whatever type of life you want to live out. You can go through all your traditions. You can go through all your your." Actions that you think you have to do in order to worship. But salvation's already been sent. It's time, it is past time for us right here in Montenay Baptist Church, the folks right here in Rogers, Arkansas, the folks right here in all of the world to come to that realization and that knowledge as Paul is saying to these that did not believe and did not know Jesus, salvation has already been sent. He says, for those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers because they did not know him, not even the voice of the prophets. I'm ringing terrible bad, folks. I don't know. Something needs to be turned down. The prophet, the voice of the prophet were read on the Sabbath and have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause for his death, they sent him to Pilate. Even the religious leaders, Paul says, listen, I know y'all know the rules, I know you know the laws, I know you know the prophets, but even the leaders, the rulers in Jerusalem that knew him, that could find no problem with Jesus, sent him to a secular ruler to accuse him and to have him crucified. Folks, we as religious people, we as godly people need to come to the point of where we stand up and we say, God, we love you more than anything else. God will do whatever it takes in order to share the gospel. Paul says, listen, you know all that in the past, but the salvation's already been sent. I wonder in my mind, as these Jews heard Paul saying, move away from that and let's go forward. 
Get away from the rules and regulations. Get away from the laws. Get away from all the traditions that our forefathers had. And let us go forward. And it says in verse 33, God has fulfilled this for us, their children, that he has raised up Jesus as it is also written in the second Psalms. Listen, he says, it's already done. It's already taken care of. It's already carried out by God the Father. It's not left up to us to carry it out. It's not left up to us to live it out. Or it is left up to us to live it out now. God's already handled it. God's already taken care of it. But what happens when you share the gospel? We had about close to 200 folks in here yesterday afternoon for, for the memorial service for this young man. Now, y'all know me. I just hauled off and preached the word. Told them they weren't saved, they need to get saved. They didn't know Jesus, they needed to learn to know Jesus. This young man that was in glory, supposedly as far as I know, according to his parents, he accepted Jesus Christ as a, as a lad. If that's so, he's in glory. He's in the presence of God. According to the word of God, absence for the body is being present with the Lord. Someone asked me afterwards the service, well, do you know, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was saved? No, I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's between him and God. But I can also say beyond a shadow of a doubt, regardless of whether he was saved or was not saved, his word would be to the family, you get saved. And this is what Paul is saying to these Jews. You need to get saved. And when you do that, whenever you get down to the brass tacks, when you move away from the, the, the legalism of religion and you move into where Christ works, it says, so when the Jews, in verse 42 of chapter 13, so when the Jews went out of the synagogue and the Gentiles begged that the word might be preached to them the next Sabbath, now when the, <clears throat> the congregation had broken up many of the Jews, followed Paul and Barnabas who spoke to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Those that were caught up in all the tradition and all the, the legalism and all, they heard the truth and they wanted to know more about it. And it says, and they followed them out of the church. They got outside of the outside the walls. They got outside the, the confines of of religion and said, okay, tell us the truth. Teach us more. And folks, it's up to us. Not just preachers. Not just evangelists. Not just youth pastors. Not just teachers. It's up to the body to share the truth of what Jesus Christ is doing and has done in, in our lives. And these folks that heard the truth, possibly for the very first time, they went following, asking Paul and Barnabas, teach us more, share more with us that we can understand. And it says in verse 44, and on the next Sabbath, almost the whole 
entire city came together to hear the word. It went from possibly a small group, mostly made up of Jews, mostly those that followed the law to the best of their ability, to where the whole city came. They didn't come just because it was Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas wasn't anybody special then. They came because they wanted to hear the word. They wanted to hear the truth. And it says, But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy. And they blasphemed. And they opposed the things which were spoken by Paul. And then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected it, talking to the Jews, now listen, since you rejected it, and judge yourselves unworthy everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Paul says, if you're not going to accept it, we're going to go to somebody else. The chosen people of God, but you didn't reject it. I'm going to tell somebody else. Folks, we don't need to reject what God's doing. We need to welcome what God's doing. We need to open our hearts, open our lives and say, come on in, God, take control. Take me out of this place. Take me out of this world. Take me out of the ideologies of the world. Lord God, let me focus upon you. And here we find, as Paul and Barnabas preached boldly, the Jews turned against them. The religious leaders turned against them, even to the point where they were Jealous of them. In verse 47 it says, For so the Lord has commanded us. God has told us, I have set you as a light unto the Gentiles. I want you to know, in our travels around the world, God has allowed us to share the gospel with a whole lot of different folks and a whole lot of different situations and a whole lot of different nationalities. But the thing that we have found in almost everyone, without exception, there's always those few that says, tell us the truth. Share the gospel. Let us know that which God has taught. Verse 48, And now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed, as many as God touched their hearts through God the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't just say, okay, today I'm going to get saved. Check my box and I'm saved. It says, as God 
touched their hearts or appointed, they began and they believed. And it says, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Started with a little group. <clears throat> Started with folks that didn't even know who God was, didn't even know who Jesus was as such, except what they'd read in the law, what they'd read in the prophecy. Paul and Barnabas stood up and says, let us tell you about this Jesus. He started as a miraculous birth. He went through life. He gave his life. He was buried. He arose and God took him and sits at the right hand of the Father today on your behalf. It's time for us to acknowledge the truth of the word. Let's move away. Let's get out of the ideas of it's got to be this way or that way. The only thing that matters is that Jesus Christ came, walked, lived, died, arose, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And it says, and as the word was shared, sure not everybody liked it. In fact, I know the Jews didn't. But as the word was shared, it says it spread throughout the whole region. Yesterday, I had numbers of folks that said to me as I left, thank you. Thank you for sharing the gospel because there was many here that needed to hear it. Did I know who they were? No, I didn't have the foggiest idea. Other than just a few of the family members, I didn't know anybody. Thank you. Thank you. One of his workers that worked with him, a young man, came up and put his arm around my shoulder and he says, thank you for sharing the truth of the Word of God so that the folks could hear it and know the truth. And it says, and the word of the Lord being spread throughout, <clears throat> pardon me, the region. But there were those that were still caught up in tradition, in legalism, in the word, in the truth or the law. And it says, but the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women. And the chief men of the city had raised them up against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from the region. But I love this next verse. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. How in the world could they possibly be filled with joy after being basically run out of town? It's real simple. They were filled with joy because they, first of all, obeyed what God said do. Second of all, they did it in the way God told them to. They shared the gospel. 
Oh, they didn't put down the they didn't put them down for reading the the laws. They didn't put them down for reading the prophecy at all. But they overshadowed the laws and the prophecy with the truth of the gospel about Jesus Christ. And folks, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, even as Paul did, people get saved. And that's what it's all about, is getting people saved. We find that we need to be more like Paul. We need to be more like Barnabas. And we need to stand up and say, listen, world, here's the truth. Listen, world, this is what will make a difference in your life. Listen, world, if you really want to be a part of what God has going on, then sell out to Jesus. Turn away from the tradition. Turn away from the vast law. Turn away from legalism. Turn away from all the ideologies and just put Jesus in front of you. Just put Jesus first. Above and beyond anything else. I want to serve Jesus. And in serving Jesus, I want to see people saved. And that's what Paul and Barnabas was doing. They just wanted to see people saved. Now next Sunday, we're going to go on into this first missionary journey. And we're going to find some other ideas that Paul and Barnabas had. It's very exciting. But I don't think there's anything much more exciting than sharing the gospel and seeing people saved. This morning, I would say, if there's a person in this place that does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. If you've got different ideas or different theologies or whatever, come and talk to us. we got folks here that will share the gospel with you. They'll the Bible, they'll show you what it says. You need to come and get right with Jesus. You need to get your heart right. Lord God, in any way I've failed you. Lord God, in any way that I've disappointed you. Lord God, in any way that I haven't represented you, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me for my ideas. Forgive me for anything that I've done that doesn't bring honor and glory to you, God. Forgive me. Maybe today God says you need to join the church. Maybe today he says you need to be part of the local body. You come. Acknowledge your faith in Jesus Christ. Acknowledge that either you desire to be baptized or have been scripturally baptized and be a part of the local body. You see, those those Gentiles got so excited about the truth of the word that they followed Paul and Barnabas and said, teach us more. And then as they did, it spread throughout all the region. 
Where about in Tennessee is that revival going on, Thomas? Pardon me? One more time. Oh, in Kentucky, I'm sorry. Okay, and at the university there, Asbury, Kentucky. A revival broke out. The students have gone selling out to God. You know why? And I haven't even, as you tell, I didn't even know where it was. I knew it happened, was happening. But you know, I know what happened. They sold out to Jesus. They sold out to Jesus. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take Christians. It's going to take non-believers. It's going to take people that have gone to church all their lives to sell out to Jesus. Are you willing to do that today? Are you willing to sell out to Jesus? I encourage you, whether you do it right where you're sitting or whether you come to the prayer altar, that you sell out. Lock, stock, and barrel. Lord God, I want it all to be about you and serving you and seeing others come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Will you stand with me? Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that you love us so very much. Lord God, I thank you that you draw us close to you. But Lord God, more than anything else, I thank you that you forgive us when we get down to being honest with you and say, oh God, forgive me for where I failed you. So Lord God, today, I pray that you'll start right here with me and ask me, oh forgive me, Lord God, of any way that I failed you. Give me insight, give me wisdom as I strive to be everything you want me to be. And then, Lord God, I pray that it will just spread throughout the church, throughout the region, throughout the area, and people will come to know you as Lord and Savior. And I thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Harold. You come on. Savior's Prayer altar is open. I'm here. You come to Jesus right now. <clears throat> the Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you Take one step toward the 
Praise God for each and every one that are here. Is there any any special announcements that we need to make this morning? Anywhere? Any announcements? Great time, Jubilee. I'm back here, brother. <laughs> I'm good night. Yeah. Uh, April 24th, 5th, and 6th, there's uh, Springtime Jubilee in Branson. I know there's a few that's mentioned they want to go. All the information is back there on the bulletin board. And please uh, let Charlotte and I know if you'd like to go with more information on that. Be sure and see Brother Harold about that. Their information back there. Pardon me? Ladies, get signed up for Bible study. There's one on, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's one on Tuesday evening, one on Wednesday evening, and one on Thursday afternoon. So, ladies, you have an opportunity to get signed up for those Bible studies. If there's any announcements, be sure and get them to Miss Sam so that she can get them to Ireland, so she can get them up on our, our uh, advertising board here and also on our calendar <coughs> on, the, on our uh, web page on the computer. So get that. Let's, let's share that information for sure. Any other word anywhere? Well, I'd, uh, I'm sorry? There you go. God is not this good. He's awesome. Well, I tell you what, I would ask you who you thought was going to win the football game this afternoon, but I think it's pretty well advertised on your chest who you think is going to win for sure. And so, well, praise God. Folks, uh, the Super Bowl is this afternoon. I don't even know. I think it starts at 5.30 or something like that. We'll be here at 6. If you uh, love to see you, about 6 o'clock here for church, for sure. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that you bless us. You move in our midst and that your will will be done and all that takes place. Father, bless these your people as they leave. Keep them safe. Bring them to worship and praise you. Forgive us where we fail you, Father. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen.